cup of coffee. I'm really excited to be back with you. Sorry for the big hiatus. I'm getting refocused on the podcast and I'm very excited for the things we have to come. So I want to jump right into it today. Today we're going to be starting a a series here on the pod and I'm really excited about that. But I want to start with talking about bullying. You know, schools in a lot of great ways have gotten a lot better at dealing with and preventing bullying. You know, when a student is feeling bullied or being bullied, they know they can go to their teacher or their counselor or their administrator or someone else in the building. Every student seems to know that there is someone that they can go to and talk to about this feeling that they're being bullied. You know, every school, every district has a bullying policy in place. And these often include tight timelines for investigations and actions and communication. There's all sorts of official paperwork that must be completed every step of the way by the school when it comes to an allegation of bullying or anything related to bullying. You know, we train teachers on how to recognize bullying and how to intervene when they see bullying. Many schools have a process for reporting bullying anonymously. So if you want to report it as a student, but you don't want to be like part of it, you, you can anonymously file a report and a lot of schools have systems in place for this. A lot of schools explicitly teach about bullying. They teach classes to students on how to recognize bullying, how to be upstanders, how not to be bystanders, how not to be perpetrators. You know, there's this whole language even that I just used that has been developed and taught and incorporated and consistently used by schools when it comes to the process and just sort of the experience of bullying. We also show students how to take care of each other when they feel like bullying is taking place. What can they do? How can they be upstanders? And then, of course, we have this whole other level of training on it when it comes to cyberbullying, which is another big focus of schools. We explicitly, a lot of schools, explicitly focus on teaching students on how to behave and how to treat each other. You know, we've all at this point heard of or have been in a school that has implemented PBIS, which is, that's exactly what PBIS is. It's explicit instruction on how students should behave and how they should treat each other. And you know, all of this has been so important. Bullying, it's obviously, it's awful and it's extremely harmful to victims. It's not even good for the person that's doing the bullying. And schools treat it appropriately. We don't always get it right. We don't always get it right, but we at least do our best and have all these systems in place to try and prevent it and try to deal with it. And it's not gone. Believe me, I know it's not gone. But at least schools and educators have a much stronger understanding and much stronger processes for dealing with it than we did 20 years ago. I know it's very different than when I was in school. A lot more focus on bullying now than I ever experienced as a student. And this is a good story. This is good progress in education. This is what's supposed to happen. You know, do we have a long way to go when it comes to bullying? Absolutely. But we've come a long way and schools are in a much better place. So 
Related to that, I recently made a career change myself. After 22 years in public schools, 12 years as a principal, also taught English, also taught math, also spent time as an assistant principal, I am now a professor of education, uh, working with undergraduate students who are going into the world of teaching. And I'm absolutely reinvigorated by this change and I'm loving it. I, frankly, I, what I love the most is being back in the classroom and teaching and working with future teachers has been awesome so far. But right now I'm teaching a class on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And in this class, we're talking a lot about students' experiences in schools. And it's been incredible to listen to these like recent high school graduates reflect on their K-12 education because they just finished it. I have a lot of freshmen and sophomores. They just finished the experience that all of us as public school educators are so focused on, right? What is it like for students from K to 12 as they progress through our public schools? And I'm also really lucky, I teach at a college that is very, very diverse in its student body, black, white, and brown. It's not just sort of diverse, it's very diverse. And it makes for really interesting conversations in my classrooms where I have all different types of students from many diverse backgrounds. And in this class I just talked about, the more we've discussed racism, which is the heart of the class, is what does racism look like in schools and what do schools do about it? What can educators do about it? And the more we've discussed it, the more my students have shared that their, their experience in K-12 education almost didn't address this topic at all. It certainly didn't address it explicitly, nor do they feel like any processes were in place for students who may experience racism or may observe racism. So a lot of what they've shared is just that not much was done in their experience. And this doesn't mean every school is that way. I know there are schools doing a lot of good work when it comes to addressing racism, and there has been progress. But it's been enlightening, and frankly, it's been scary to hear from their perspective, my students in college, my undergrad students in college, how little was done along the way to address racism, to help students that experience racism, to teach students to be anti-racist. So whereas bullying was always discussed, always taught, always reviewed, always focused on, racism for my students seemed to be pretty much just left alone. Uh, I don't wanna say ignored, but in some respects, ignored, ignored. I, you know, it's been clear to me now, my students didn't learn a language of racism like they did bullying. They didn't have a way to report racism like they did bullying. They didn't watch videos on racism like they did bullying. They didn't ever think to go to their counselor about racism like they did bullying. Racism never really became taboo in their perspective, like bullying did. Didn't mean bullying went away, but a lot of kids realized what it was, learned what it was, and understood how bad it was. And therefore it became a little bit less frequent because it was almost like taboo, as I said. So I'm not saying all of this to say we are doing too much on bullying, not at all. I'm saying all of this to acknowledge that we are not doing enough in schools about racism. We have never given it the focus it demands. And it can't be that way anymore. Schools have to take on racism now for the sake of all of our students. So that said, Despite a focus that many schools now have on equity and inclusion and belonging and all the other new terms we like to use, most schools don't really know what to do. They don't really know what to do when it comes to racism. 
save for a few schools that have really done this work on a deep level. Most schools that I'm familiar with and most schools in general, we, we, we sort of play on the fringes. We do things that can check off the equity box on our to-do list, but we do very little to actually help educators and students understand, identify, deal with, and eliminate racism. So that just has to stop. That just has to change. And this is right now going to be the start of a new series here on the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. My next run of episodes is going to focus on what schools and educators can do to be anti-racist. Each episode will actually provide concrete next steps. What can we do to be anti-racist in schools? It's time to stop pretending racism is not present in schools. It's ever-present in every aspect of American society. But schools should be the leaders in dealing with it. Great, great work has been done to fight bullying. Let's do the same in schools to fight racism. I really, really hope you'll join me on this journey, a journey to make schools and classrooms truly, truly, truly anti-racist. So that's where we're going here on the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. I hope you'll come along for the ride. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you so much for being a part of the teacher's cup of coffee. Sleeping in bed, wake up everybody.